Hello, I'm Frank Jameson and welcome to Good Money. Good money, if you can get it, is a great thing, but what exactly is good money? Money is a thing that we use to get what we need and sometimes what we want. So the goal isn't really to get money, it's to get the lifestyle we wanna live, the security we wanna have for ourselves and our families, the legacy we want to leave behind, the choices we want to be able to freely make without fear and the impact we want to leave on the world around us. That's good money. On today's show, we're going to talk about some recent legislation that was enacted um, that created an advanced child tax credit payment. And we're gonna to talk to two families, the Root and uh, Arnold family, about how this credit has affected them and their thoughts on uh, the credit, its benefits, its kinds, and we're probably gonna to touch on some other things as we always do on the show. Here we go, people. All right, well, we're here with uh, the Root family of Floyd and Rachel, and we're here with Anthony Arnold to talk about the um, 2021 advanced tax, child tax credit payments. Uh, we're gonna get some perspectives from these families on how the tax credit has affected them, their thoughts on the legislation behind it. And uh, like I said, just, just talk about what's happening and how it affects them. Um, as we all know, um, there was a there was some legislation put forth that updated and amended the tax credits. It raised the um, allowances to three thousand for sixteen to seventeen year old children, and thirty six hundred for children five and under, up from two thousand previously. And this does apply up to families that make one hundred and fifty thousand and single family homes that make up to one hundred and twelve point five thousand. Um, what I have seen and picked up on it is that this basically was an advance payment against the 2021 taxes and families have the options to opt in or out of these. But as we're going to go through, we're going to talk to some families here that are directly affected by this tax credit and get an idea of how it has affected them and their thoughts on this tax credit. So um, we have two families here. We have the Root family of Floyd and Rachel. And they have, oh God, how many children do y'all have now? Three within the tax credit range. Um, and most of the, and I believe all of yours are in the six to 17 year. So you're receiving the 3000 per child. Um, we have Anthony Arnold, who's representing his family here. Um, they have a slightly younger family, but still I think number three for you as well that are in this and eligible for this tax credit. So definitely it seems like you would have some, um, be affected by this tax credit. So we're gonna um, get into our first question here. And I just wanna know between the two families, you know, I've given my little basic rundown of what I know, but what do y'all know about the tax credit and you know, how has it affected your family? I'm gonna ask Floyd and Rachel to give their opinions first, please. Um, I would say that uh, overall, I mean, it is beneficial to get something monthly uh, only because kids, we all have unexpected bills to come up with children i mean that's just something that happens uh but for the long run long run of it i don't know i mean this year it's kind of compressed into six months so you you're you're it's going to benefit you a little more right now because you're getting a larger payment per month if they were to continue this in the long run and do it over a year 
your payments would be significantly smaller, but it still does help a little bit of the hurdles that you have with multiple children, stuff that comes in, stuff happens, you know, injuries, doctor bills, dental bills. I don't know how long it's going to continue through. I saw that it only benefited through the 2021 20, year. Mm -hmm. To go on and see if they extend it. Yeah, the 20, it, from what I know right now, it does extend only to 2021. I know there are talks of extending it to at least 2025, but there's also talks of trying to make this a permanent one. Um, just real quick before we go to Anthony and get his perspective, what do y'all think about that of making this, you know, a permanent benefit? Well, the inflation, the way it's happening now, right at this minute, it's helping. Uh, so I'm not going to complain now or anything. I just think that families all around should have always been getting more of a, a tax break for their children, especially the children that are young that need childcare and the older ones that are going to college. And, you know, I don't know a whole lot about credits that we get for putting our kids through college, but that would be something that would help too. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Root Family, for you put on this question. Anthony Arnold, um, the same question to you. What is your knowledge about this um, advanced tax credit? And, you know, how has it affected you and your family? We'll start with that first. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like they both, uh, like Floyd and Rachel just said, I mean, it's obviously helpful. Uh, you know, they would know, you know, you get to back to school time and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to buy a bunch of clothes. Especially coming out to the last like year and a half where like my kids honestly wore pajamas a bunch. And then we looked up and we were like, oh, we need a we need a bunch of new school clothes. All, well, that's that's cool. <laughs> like it helps with saving before Christmas. I mean, you know, normally, you know, we're trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. We're trying to save over eight, nine months for Christmas every year. I mean, this helps with that. Right. You know, so it, it is helpful. Like there's no doubt. Uh it is nice to have extra money in your pocket. I mean, I don't think anybody turns down more money unless you're like Jeff Bezos and you just don't know what to do with it. But I'm not swimming at it. So look, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> right. But obviously, given the limitations, Jeff Bezos wouldn't be seeing his credit. Obviously, he doesn't right. need it at all anyway. <laughs> um, so also, second part of that question to you. I mean, now right now, this is only for the 2021 tax season. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on extending it or possibly making this permanent? I mean, the, the thought behind it, I think, is is a good one. You know, like Rachel said, families need need more in general. But, you know, she also mentioned inflation. And I think that's a, the problem with cash benefit programs over time. I think we actually saw this with like we've seen this with like food stamps. We've mm -hmm. seen this with other forms of welfare is that the cash amount doesn't increase over time. And the government always struggles to increase it for political reasons. So the, the, the value of cash payments actually lessens because it doesn't increase and inflation just goes up normally. And so in 10 years, they would be giving you probably the same amount of money and it actually would be, they just have much less purchasing power. Right. Um, the problem is that I actually think this is a substitute for real family focused programs. You know, she mentioned childcare aid or college costs not being so prohibitive um there are other things we could be doing for families but because we're not doing those we're just going to settle on sending them money that over time will probably lose its value yes okay okay 
Well, thank y'all for the input on those questions. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next one. I think both of you have kind of answered this one, but um, are you participating in the advanced payments? And, you know, you talked about how has it benefited your family, but also are y'all ready for the possible tax implications that have come with this on the other side? And we're gonna start with you, Anthony, on that, those questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like a, we're participating in it. Um, as far as the tax implications, in general, I actually always take like just fewer deductions than I can. Um, I, I always prefer to take out a little more, and then if I get it back, I get it back. But you know, I don't want to be stuck having to pay the man when tax time comes, and you're like, "Oh, unexpected tax bill in June." So uh, I'm fine. Like. I, I'm prepared for the tax implications, but that's only because I've been reading about it. I don't know if other people are. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we actually saw this with like some of the unemployment checks that were going out during the pandemic, right? You know, a lot of people I think found out because they weren't having taxes taken out because they maybe didn't know you had to. Uh, that I imagine some of those people, uh, they ended up, I think, making it so they wouldn't have had to pay. But I think a lot of people are going to get popped. Yeah. Uh, and, and I am... I am concerned about how it was done for that particular reason, actually. I don't super love giving people money and not making sure everyone knows, like, this has very real tax implications. Mm -hmm. uh, we probably should have educated people more on that before we just sent them checks and let them get uh, unwelcome surprises next year. <laughs> right, right. So same question as you, Root family. Um, you know, you kind of talked about it. And I think we kind of already answered this question, but um, I'd like to kind of touch on the task tax implications of this. You know, have you looked into those and how they may affect your family? And, you know, I kind of like where Anthony went talking about, did we really educate everybody on how this could affect their taxes going out? Because there is the possibility of overpayment and having to pay that money back, you know, next year if you're not really paying attention to what's going on with your taxes on that. So uh, feel free to share what you have with us, Root family. I think that we're basically the same on that. We usually claim what we can and we usually don't owe a whole lot or no, we don't ever owe. No, we don't ever normally really owe a whole lot anyways. But to I do agree with that we don't educate the uh, public enough on a no. lot of this stuff. And uh, we, we do hand out checks to people and who's not going to take it? I mean, it, it's, it's money put in your hand. Everybody's going to take it. Um, and nobody really gets a clear uh, message from any type of media or politics of themselves because they want to just hand it to you blindly. And then sometimes you get spanked in the end. But uh, as far as this goes, like my educational value on this tax credit, I really don't know a whole lot about it, honestly. Uh, I've, I've seen what's come across in the news, what, what you see, what you can read, but uh, I've never really dove into it to see what kind of implications it has long term. Uh, I guess that we'll wait and see. What we what we have here is what it sounds like. We've got two families that are participating. Y'all seem to see a benefit to it. Um, share with me any cons or any drawbacks that you see with this type of program. I mean, particularly I'm asking you two because I don't have children, so I don't have to deal with this tax credit or the implications of it. But um, Root family, share with me where you see some um, people may be caught up in this and may have some negative um, repercussions out of this. I think that for a family that's not used to saying like, they're getting $900 extra a month 
for these set amount of months, you know, you're gonna, some people will be responsible with it, some people won't, and then they'll be, become dependent on that. And then once it, it goes away, you know, that's the problem. Um, I just don't wanna be setting families up for failure in the future is what, I, what I'm worried about with the money situation anyway. Okay, because you get used to having it. So if you get used to having it, people will start outliving their means by way of the government. Mm-hmm. And that's not safe. Right, right. Setting everybody on kind of a failure there. They're not aware and not, not practicing good um, financial habits, I think is where we're going with that. Um, Anthony, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think those are good points they made. Uh, that's kind of what I was hitting at earlier when I would prefer programs that that things like help things like reducing the cost for things like childcare, um, which I mean anyone with kids knows childcare is like crippling. It's like a mortgage payment. It's insane. Like when you have two or three kids, it is a it is an honest to god mortgage payment every month. It's wild. Um, things like reducing that cost. That's that's how what I would prefer to do other than just straight sending cash for the reasons they mentioned, which is, you know, people may not always spend the money in the way that is best for them. Um, and that the, the intention might be good, but uh, there are other ways we can help families that are probably more effective and more durable. Um, because again, the, the history of like cash welfare programs is, and that's kind of what we don't like, we don't like to think we're on welfare, but like when the government gives you stuff, it is like kind of a welfare program. Um, the history of those suggests that like they're open to tampering. Uh, new government comes in and they don't like the program and all of a sudden it's running less efficient. It's a mess. Whenever you're running stuff through like, cause I think they're running this one through social security or something as opposed to the IRS. Aren't they running it through like, they're not running it through the IRS. Oh, no, they are running it through the IRS who is not used to sending monthly payments instead of social security who does, which automatically makes me a little like, are we positive? We're going to be able to do this long-term like this. They're not set up to do this. That's what I think led to it taking so long to start up because the IRS does not send monthly payments to people. Um, but again, social security does. So stuff like that, little things like that just make me go, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> how well set up or designed this is for the long-term. I'm yeah. There. What's that, Rachel? That's a double-edged sword right there. You know? mm-hmm. Right. So, Ruth, finally, Anthony touched on something I like. He actually had some thoughts on some some other ways that this money could be directed in the form of programs and something like that instead of direct payments. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, what ideas would you possibly like to see versus the direct payment that may benefit families better and be a better um spending and accounting of our federal tax dollars i think that there should be programs that help people learn how to budget their money and then give incentives for taking those kinds of classes or learning how to, to budget your money and things like that and then child the, the child care is just outrageous I, I know that when i was a single mom and i had to pay for child care for my two children if i didn't have a child income um they helped with, i don't know if it's welfare or what I had, but it, they helped me pay for childcare because it was back then, hell, 20 years ago almost, I was paying $600 a week for two kids to keep them in daycare. It was terrible. 
there's has to be something done for the family so that the, we can create successful individuals so that you know send them off into the world you, i just i don't know i think there definitely should be some more help for the, the child care besides for leaning on the schools to do all this stuff because i know there's after school programs but those teachers are so overwhelmed right right well, there should be programs for adults as well i mean Adults are the ones that need educated the most when it comes to these type of programs because it's it's not been available. But I think if we start developing more uh, programs to help adults learn how to keep their excess money instead of spending excess money and leaning on the government too much. I mean, I, it seems to me like sometimes a lot of these government programs are meant to help people get used to leaning on the government and that's not healthy for any type of lifestyle. Right, right. So you feel on some cases that they kind of enable people to just, just kind of stay where they are versus helping them build people out of those situations. I, I don't think that it enables them on purpose. I just think as a human, we get used to certain things and just become accustomed to it. I think that like, I think they have good intentions for all of it. It's just how it's used and how people are educated enough in the programs that are already out there because there's already programs people don't even know about. They keep that pretty hush-hush to help them out. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. Any any thoughts to add to that, Anthony? I uh, I mean, look, they 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 covered a lot of my, you know, you and I have talked enough. Uh despite the direction I lean, you know, I I do think that the the preferences for people to be self-sustaining and be able to provide on their own mm -hmm. now government assistance can help you transition to there right because we all hit bumps yeah unexpected things happen and you might need a hand up from time to time so that you don't get like buried under a mountain of medical debt because you're not going to be able to create a self-sustaining lifestyle when you're staring at like a hundred thousand dollars of medical debt or college debt like it's hard to build a life when you're looking at crippling college loans and like oh, yeah. you, you could be spending that money buying a home. Instead, mm -hmm. you're, you're paying the government back for loans for 30 years, which is the length of a mortgage. Like, yeah. That doesn't help anybody. So when I think about this with kids though, as Rachel mentioned, it's childcare early on. It's worrying about college costs. Once they get to the age and you start thinking like my kids are getting ready to graduate, how the hell am I going to get them through college? How are they going to get through college? I don't want them to be saddled with debt. And I think Floyd mentioned in early on is healthcare, right? If something happens to my kids, I would sell everything that's not nailed down to pay for it. Yeah. I can't be a good judge of this. Like, don't ask me if it's worth it. I'll pay whatever I have to to make my kids healthy. Like, I need you to help me so that I don't go into like lifelong debt because a kid got sick. Like, of course, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do. I'll sell a kidney if I have to, but that doesn't mean the government should let me sell a kidney to save <laughs> my right. kid. Right. <laughs> How'd you help me out so I don't have to sell my kidney if I had to? Like, um, so stuff like that, that would reduce the burdens on families. It would help our kids graduate college or graduate high school and graduate debt free so that they can start building a solid lifestyle where they can sustain themselves. Um, and then the government programs are there for when you hit those rough patches in life, for when bad stuff happens and you can't prepare for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the ideal setup for me. But, you know, we end up with what I think some of what Rachel and Floyd have both mentioned, which is these programs become a lifestyle for some people. Um, 
they become difficult to get rid of politically because nobody wants to take the way the money out of people's pockets. Like, exactly. I mean, you talked about will this program continue, Frank? And like, the politician who says like I'm taking away your five hundred dollars, six hundred, seven. I said, well, you're gonna you're gonna be unpopular. Mm-hmm. That's how these things stick around forever. Yeah, nobody wants to campaign on taking a thousand dollars out of your pockets every month. We become their political talk, their talking form, you know, like exactly the most. Yep. Yeah, I can see that kind of happening <laughs> with this one, um, particularly because I mean, as you know, that I I tend to follow social media and the, how these issues play through on social media. I'm a I'm a comment reader, which I. I know it's not the entire pulse of America, but and, you know those are those are the extremes there. Yeah, I know. Thank you for shaking your finger at me. Yeah, I know. I know. I need to stay out of there. But um, you know what I've seen as far as social media crosses is this seems to be like I said, this seems to be relatively popular across the political spectrum. Amazingly enough, um, particularly like you usually hear, "Hey, we're spending gut mark money that we don't have," or we're creating these programs that aren't really helping and setting us up for failure. Um, I kind of want on, on a closing thought because we've actually touched on quite a few other subjects outside of this tax credit issue. And I really like that. And I think we may have some more conversations uh, on podcasts about some of these. Um, closing thoughts. Um, and I know we've kind of touched on some of this, but just some closing thoughts on and I'm going, I want to kind of voice this in a way of if you had a voice to the politicians and you felt like they were actually listening to you and may take some action based on, you know, what you're going to say in these closing thoughts, what would be your statement to these politicians about this tax credit and even some of the other areas that we touched in this conversation? Uh, I'm going to have you start off with this, Anthony. All right. So try to keep it short and sweet, I guess. What families need is durability. We need enough durability so that when a pandemic hits, we can survive without having to dip into every last one of our savings. We need durability so that when a crisis comes, like a child gets sick, um, we can pay for that without having to sacrifice everything else. What's happening for a lot of us is we are sort of living almost check to check. And it means that when something bad happens, we are just up against it. We don't know what we're going to do. And we end up making poor decisions, whether that's financial or otherwise, because we're stressed and we're, we're leveraged to the hilt. And when people are stressed and leveraged to the hilt, they do things they shouldn't do. Uh, I think this lack of durability uh, is leading to a lot of other, I think it actually leads to a lot of problems down the road that we don't necessarily think are connected but lack of financial durability is i mean that that's the thing right um i'm looking at it right now to just tell you some of my personal you know uh i just got an unexpected car bill for a car that has twenty-seven thousand miles and i thought twenty-seven thousand miles you don't think you're gonna be looking at thousands of dollars of repair and guess what take it to the body shop and they're like oh you're taking it to the, your radiator case is cracked well that's cool your o2 sensor is bad wait what now I'm staring at like almost $3,000 worth of repairs. Hey, I need financial durability so these things can happen and it doesn't set off, you know, a bunch of other problems in my life. So that'd be my statement, right? Build programs that allowed us to establish financial durability um, so that we can survive the rough waters without 
having to look to the government for help or look to the government for a handout or dip into all of our savings to, to sustain ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you for that, Anthony. Um, same thing to you and to the Fruit family, Rachel and Floyd. Uh, closing statements on, you know, your thoughts on this advanced tax credit payments. And, you know, feel free to touch on any of the other areas that we talked about today. I just think that the politicians need to come into their districts and get to know their people's struggles and and find the best way they can help them. Um, This child tax credit has been beneficial to everyone, but it's not been exactly transparent. So it's more, you know, transparency would be appreciated on everybody's end instead of the, oh, my God, what happened, you know, when you file your tax check next year? Um, And I just I just think that. We just need to communicate these programs out and get something better for these families to sustain themselves with, because in the long run, I just, I just don't think we should be dependent on the government to sustain ourselves. I think that there is other ways to do this, and Anthony's correct, durability, we have to find something that we can depend on and that's going to help us through these tight times, be it small business owners. We've taken a hit in that. We've been We've taken a hit in every every direction this year, and our luck the last few weeks it doesn't seem to be stopping. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with Anthony a lot about the durability. Yeah, the durability and sustainability, because uh, let's face it, it all hits on mental health as well. I mean, when you have up and downs and and go arounds, it you struggle with it mentally. I mean, and there's no way around it. Uh, especially when you have kids. I mean, because not only are, is your mind have to be strong for yourself, you have to be strong for all the kids around you. I mean, because the one thing you don't want kids to see is you to struggle. So you want them to always feel comfortable. So sustainability, I think, is key on all of this uh, in order to, to build on what we're building as, as a country. Our people have to be sustained to continue to move their way up the ladder of life because it's a struggle and this benefit does help whether it's short-term or long-term um i i kind of lean towards i think it'd be probably better long-term uh that way it is some form of sustainability but i do think people need to be educated on it okay okay well um that is I want to thank both of you, both of you families for coming out and sharing your experiences with me. Um, Anthony, you know, we'll be talking about gaming a little bit more in the future and some more politics. Floyd and Rachel, you know, I'll be at those parties and we'll be talking more about things. We'll have to get Anthony um, these parties. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get him on out there. Um, yeah. yeah, again, no, on a serious note, though, I really do thank y'all for taking the time out and coming to share your experiences with me. Um, I know sometimes, you know, talking finances, you know, can be a little bit of a nerve wracking experience. So for y'all to come out and share those with me, share how these are affecting with us and our our listeners, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they will appreciate what you're sharing and be able to take some lessons and some thoughts from your um, input into this conversation. So I thank you both again for coming out. Thank all three of you again for all coming out and uh, working with us. And that is our show for today. Um, If someone wants to learn more about what we have talked about today, stay tuned for future episodes. And for those of you just beginning this journey with us, Stay connected with us on our Facebook page and on our website at pointcast.news. This is Frank Jameson. Thank you.